Okay, uh, definitely God has given every one of us a name. Even before we were born, even before we were formed, God knew us. He knew the purpose why you would be created. He knew the purpose why you would come to this world. But if we do not fight for our name, if we do not fight for the destiny that God has prepared for us, we will indeed. Because there is a devil on earth, in this world, who wants to steal our destiny, who wants to steal our name. And that's why we got to fight for our name. So that's why God wants us to fight for our name. And He loves people who fight for their name. Why does He love people like that? Who are willing to fight for their name. Because these are the ones who will fulfill His plan and purpose on earth. These are the ones who seek after Him, who wants to know His will and to carry out so that His name will be glorified. But those who refuse to fight, you will lose your name. In the Bible, there is this man by the name Esau. I think we know the story. Esau was chosen to be the firstborn. Esau was chosen to inherit double portion of the inheritance and be leader, be priest of that household, of that family. In fact, God has greater plan for Esau. He's supposed to be the father of nation. The Israel, uh, the Jewish nation, he's supposed to be that. But Esau refused to fight for his name and he lost all this privilege. Esau refused to fight. And so we read, we read in Malachi 1 verse 2 and 3, this staggering verse about Esau. Malachi 1 verse 2. I have loved you, says the Lord. But you ask, how have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother? The Lord says, Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated, and I have turned his mountains into a wasteland, and left his inheritance to the desert jackals. Can you see? God loves people who fight for the name. So there is this twin, Esau and Jacob. Esau is supposed to be the firstborn. But Jacob is the one who is willing to fight and to fight for his name. And so God says, I have chosen Jacob. I have loved Jacob. In fact, Esau should be the one because he's the firstborn. The firstborn is always very special in God's sight. And they are dedicated to him. But I've chosen Jacob. And the staggering part is Esau had an inheritance. God has prepared inheritance for him. He has prepared, prepared mountains and, 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 and many, many things for him. But God said, Esau, 
Because you refuse to fight for your name, I will turn the mountains, his mountains, what God has prepared for him, his mountains into a wasteland and left his inheritance to those wild dogs that roam about in the desert. So this morning, I hope you got the message that if we refuse to fight for our name, we're going to lose it. You're going to lose the inheritance that God has for you. You see, God has chosen Jacob instead of Esau. Not because uh, Jacob was a better person. In fact, Jacob was a cheat. God has chosen David. God has chosen Solomon. God has chosen Paul, the apostle. They are murderers. Not because they're better. But because each one of these uh, people that I mentioned, they are willing to fight for their name. They are willing to fight to bring God's purpose on earth as it is in heaven. That's why God has chosen them. Not because they are better, but because they are willing to fight. So, why has God chosen Jacob instead of Esau? You know the story when these twins were in their mother's womb and Esau, rightly the firstborn. But Jacob, even while he was inside, he was wrestling. He was striving to be the firstborn. You see, God wants people who think about the future, who wants to move to a better future, to, to move to a higher ground. God likes people like that. And many of them are not perfect. But yet God liked people like that. So Jacob was, was, was fighting inside. And, and the mother was wondering, what on earth is happening? You know, these two guys inside are fighting. What's wrong? What's happening? So the mother came to God and prayed. And God said, do you know, there are two nations inside you. But the older one will serve the younger Because the younger one will become a stronger nation. Because the younger one is prepared to fight. So, that was the story. That's even right from the beginning, before Jacob has done anything. God has an eye on him. God has chosen him. God said, this is my man. Oh, the cheat is your man. No. But he's willing to fight. That's why he's my man. So I've chosen him. In fact, the Bible tells us, you don't be a complacent people. There is a curse that comes with complacency. But God loves people who fight. Who fight for His will. Who fight for the name that God has given to them. And, and Esau, why was he rejected? Because he, he loved pleasure. He lived for pleasure rather than living for purpose. You see, God is looking for a father for the Jew, Jewish nation. And Esau, he doesn't want to work. He just wants to hunt. He wants the pleasure of, you know, killing, chasing and killing his prey. And he doesn't need to work for it. He loves the pleasure of that. 
But God is not looking for people like that. God is looking for father of nation. And the lamb before him, there are opportunity, plenty of opportunity before him. But he refused. God is looking for people who are planner, who strategize, who build. Because God is looking for builders, for shepherds, for people to advance His kingdom. But if you live for pleasure, if you live for the now, if you live for what you can get, rather than looking at what God wants, you will miss your destiny. You know, so many of us, we just look for the now. We just live, look for what we can get now. But God is looking for builders, fathers of nation. So God has His eye on Jacob because He knows Jacob, though he's quiet, he doesn't say too much. But there's a lot of things inside him. He's planning, he's strategizing, he's scheming. So that he can get what he wants. That's Jacob. God can turn these people, this type of people around to serve his purpose. But those who live for pleasure, he can't do anything. He just let them go because they just live for themselves. They just live for pleasure. But people with plan and strategy, with future in mind, God can turn them around so that they can be his men. And that's why God has chosen Jacob. And worse still, Esau. Esau sold his birthright. Even though Jacob could not force his way through to be the firstborn, Esau despised what God has for him. And he sold his birthright for a bowl of lentil. That's all. So this morning, God has planned, God has purpose for us. God has given us birthright as sons and daughters of the living God. How do you value God's plan in your life? Do you despise it? Do you sell it for peanuts because you despise what God has planned? Or are you going to value what God has planned for you? Are you going to value the name that God has given to you? Esau despised it. And that's why God knew this kind of person. You know, he, he just bypassed him. Even though God has great plan. If only Esau is willing to follow. Do you know, God did not say, I love Jacob. That's all. He said, I love Jacob and I hate Esau. I hate Esau. I hate Esau. Did you hear that? I love Jacob, but I hate Esau. Because he despised the name I gave him. He despised the plan and purpose that I had for him. He sold it for peanuts. I hate Esau. So Jacob, we know he's imperfect, but he fight. He fight for his name. Initially, when Jacob fought, he didn't know the name that God has given to him. He didn't know the plan that God has for him. But he just wanted to fight for a better name. 
He just wants to fight for a better future, a greater future. That's all he, he, he did. He fought for himself. He wasn't thinking about God. Do you know Jacob was brought, out, brought up in that family? The God of our father Abraham, the God of our father Isaac. But God wasn't his God. He was in that environment. They believe in God. The family will go through the ritual and offer the sacrifice. Jacob will be part of it. But Jacob was never really in it. God was not his God. Yeah, he does believe there is a God. But what has he to do with me? So Jacob was fighting for his own future. He was fighting for his own name. The name that he thinks he should have. He was fighting for his own name. Not the name that God has given to him. That's why he, he used all kind of means in order to get the name that he wanted. You know, he was fighting for his name, the name that he wants for himself, not the name that God has given to him. You know the story when he cheated of Esau, the brother's blessing from the father. So the brother was so angry, the brother wanted to kill him. And he was forced to run away. Otherwise, you know, Esau would have killed him because of the anger and, and the hatred uh, because of what Jacob has done. So when he ran away, and during that uh, journey, and one night when he was lying down on that, on that open field with a stone over his head, and you know the story that the angels of God descend and ascend and, and was revealing God's open door, God's grace, God's blessing, God's uh, protection. And God was revealing himself to Jacob. And for the first time, Jacob in his life has a glimpse of what God means to him. It's during that time that God revealed to Jacob, your name is not Jacob. I have a greater name for you. I don't want you to fight for, for yourself because what I have prepared for you is far bigger and far greater than what you are thinking about for yourself. So God spoke to Jacob. Genesis 28 verse 12. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with, the, with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. It's not his God yet. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. You see, God knew. He is not Jacob's God yet. Is Abraham's God? Is Isaac's God? But not Jacob's yet. Because in Jacob's heart, God is not there. And then this is when God reveals to him, Jacob, your true name. What's your true name? You, I will give you 
and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Verse 14, your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I'm with you and I will watch over you wherever you go and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I've done what I have promised you. That's your name. Jacob was just thinking about himself, his family. His descendants. That's, not, that's, that's all he can think about. That's how great is what he's fighting for. But God said, hey, Jacob, your name is much greater than that. Because all people on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am calling you not just for your family. Not just for your children and your grandchildren. I'm calling you to be fathers of nations and you'll be blessed so much, so much. Not just enough for your family. Not just when you fight and get a little bit more for your family. But I'm going to bless you so much that all the people in the whole earth will be blessed through you. That's your name. That's your name. Jacob, don't fight for your own little name. I have much greater plan for you. And I will promise you, I will bring it to pass. I will work it out for you. You don't have to strive. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to do all this thing for yourself. No, you don't have to. If you give your life to me, I will fight for you. And so that your name will be fulfilled. So, this is what, for the first time, Jacob was given his name. And uh, what did Jacob? Re- how did Jacob respond? Verse twenty. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, "If God will be with me, will watch over me on this journey, I'm taking." And will give me food to eat and clothes to wear, so that I return safely to my father's house. Then the Lord will be my God. I told you, God wasn't his God. Right? If God has done it, then he will be my God. And this stone I will set up as a pillar, I will be God's house, and all that you give me, I will give you a tent. So God is saying to Jacob, Yes, I like your fighting spirit, but you've got to fight the right warfare. You're not to fight the way that you think. You should fight and you should get. You look at what I've given to you. What I'm promising you. Yes, you will still have to fight to enter into what I have promised you. Because the principle doesn't change. But you've got to fight the right warfare. And ultimately, you've got to fight the demons that's inside you. That's what you really need to fight for. What's inside, not what's outside. Jacob, do you know he cannot trust? He cannot trust God for that many years he has sinned in his fathers. He heard about his grandfathers, Abram, all those great stories and how this family came about. But Jacob cannot trust God. He got to do it himself. 
He got to fight for it himself. He cannot trust God. And that's the battle that he has to fight for. That's the battle he has to fight to enter into God's rest. To enter into trusting God. That God will do what he promised. That's the battle he has to fight. And many of us, you know, we are in a Christian environment. We believe in God. But some of us, we just cannot trust him. We just want to keep fighting for ourselves, fighting in our own way. And this morning, God is saying, what I have for you is far greater. You've got to fight against what is inside your heart. To trust me, fight to enter into the rest of God. Hebrews 4, verse 10 and 11. He said, for anyone who enters God's rest, also rests from his own work, just as God did from his Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following the example of disobedience. So this is New Testament. Oh, we say Jesus is our Lord. Jesus is the source of our supply. Jesus, you know, will provide for our needs. But yet, we we, we are striving. We don't really believe. We don't enter into His rest. So that's why the Bible is telling us Make every effort to enter that rest so that you will stop from doing your own work. You will start doing God's work by obedience. You know, many of us, we're doing our work. We're living in disobedience. We're not obeying what God wants. But we're we are moving. So like Jacob, we're fighting, but we're fighting the wrong battle. We're fighting for ourselves. But God said the battle belongs to me. When you learn to rest in me, stop from your own work, I will fight for you. You know, when you obey me, I will lead you, I will fulfill the plan and purpose that I have for you. So many of us, we have to fight. What do you have to fight against in order for you to enter into the Peace of God, the rest of God. Some of us, we are very smart. Too smart. So that's why we have to fight against those human wisdom. Because God uses simple things, a foolish thing to confound the mighty. That's why the rulers of this age, they could not understand how could the Messiah, if He is the Messiah, be nailed to the cross. If he is, save himself. You see, many of us, we have to fight against our intelligence, our wisdom. We have to receive his wisdom, which sounds foolish to our mind. So if you want to enter into the rest of God, there are so many voices, your own voices, your intelligence, telling you that cannot be done, this cannot be done, that cannot be done. You know, all these things. And they are true. In the natural, they are true. But God say, if you strive to enter into my rest, I will take over. I will make the impossible things become possible. And that's what God is showing Jacob. Look, the ladder that came down from heaven, angels appearing, descending, ascending. Jacob, 
Look at the resource I have. Look at the glory I have. Look at the angelic host that is there. Just rest. Don't continue to fight in your own way, in your scheming. Just look at what I have prepared for you. So we need to fight to enter into the rest of God so that we stop doing our work and start doing His work. And ultimately, you know, the final thing that Jacob needs to overcome in order to enter His name. God has not told him the name yet. God has told him what that name means. The fullness of that name. You know, in order for Jacob to enter into that name, Israel, a prince, ones who wrestle and overcome, a victor, in order for him to enter that name, he has to fight, he has to wrestle against God. He has to fight God. So, what is the meaning of that wrestling match that God has with Jacob? Because Jacob is strong. You know, some of us are, you know, strong-headed. Uh, what's, what's the white word? You know, stubborn, strong. Uh, anyway, you know what I mean. Jacob is like that. He has so much strength. You know, when, they, when the angel appeared, he fought. And he was so powerful. I tell you, some of us, we will have our own way, regardless of what God says. You know, we will have our own way because we are so strong. We think we can do it our way. And that was Jacob. He was so strong, he was wrestling. That's why Jacob has to wrestle with God. Because he will do what he wants. God knew. So God put on a fight. I mean, you, you can never win, no matter how strong you are. So finally, God see that Jacob is so strong. And so he, by his power, just touched a socket of his thigh. That's it. Immediately, the joint was dislocated. You know, he suffered such pain. He cannot trust in his own strength. And finally, he has to just hold on to God because he can't even stand because that joint was dislocated. You know, God only needs to touch. Just one touch from God will change the destiny of that man. And some of us, we really need a touch of God. Because you're so strong. You've been hearing the word of God. You're still going your own way. You know, until Jesus comes, you will still go on your own way. I wish you have a wrestling match with God. I wish God would touch a socket of your thigh. Dislocate your joint so that you go into suffering and pain and cry out. Because that's the only way you can enter into your name, Israel. Otherwise, you're just a Jacob. So, Jacob, hang on. Because he just 
the pain was so so great, he just can't fight anymore. And now he said, God, bless. Only you. I want you to bless me. I don't want to go that way anymore. I don't want to wrestle, you know, by my own strength. God, bless me. Bless me. See, that's when you enter into your name. When you trust God for all your blessing, when you stop from your own work, when you start doing His work, that's when Jacob becomes Israel. You know, the moment he hold on. Because before that, yeah, he said, God bless me, bless me, but he's still fighting. He still wants his own way. It's only until God dislocates his hip that he stopped fighting. He stopped trusting. He stopped hanging on to God. And that's when God said, your name. What's your name? You know the angel God asked him, what's your name? Didn't God know it's Jacob? He knew. He just wants Jacob to acknowledge who he is. I'm Jacob the chief. God said, no. Enough. That no longer will be your name. You are Israel. You are prince. You rule with me. You rule with me. Because you're one. You're one. Now you know how to rest. Now you know how to trust me. You are Israel. So Jacob has to fight. With God. And some of us, we have to fight with God. Because oh, you say, God bless me, but you are still doing your own thing. Until you learn to enter into His rest, you will not enter into your name. So, we need to learn. We all need to learn. To enter into the rest of God. So we have to war against what's inside us. The rebellion, the stubbornness, the hot head a hot hot headedness. You know? We want our way. But God is bringing us to that rest where we trust Him where we can enter into our name. And I want to just talk about another person because we're talking about fighting for our name. Jabez. You know, you can change the meaning of your name. You can change the meaning of your name. You can change your destiny because God loves people who fight. When people who fight, God listens to them and God Responds to them. So we know Jabez, when his mother was carrying her uh, him, it was was not an easy, you know, period. And when she gave birth to him, there was so much pain. Not the ordinary pain that women experience when they deliver a child. But this was pain that was so, so severe. She almost died. She thought she could have miscarriage. And so the child was born. And she gave the name Jabez. Meaning, I gave birth to him in pain. I gave birth to him in pain. What a name. You know. So, Jabez was more or less like, Condemn 
as far as his future is concerned. Because right from your birth, you are a pain. And throughout your life, you will suffer pain. That's what it means. That's your life. That's your future. Jabez doesn't accept this name. Jabez knew that life is not like that. He knew there is more. And, and Jabez become more honorable than all his family members because he fight for his name. He fight to change his name because all that the mother, the messengers through his name is that you will live a painful existence, struggling through life, suffering. That's all there is. But Jabez, he prayed. He fought for his name. Okay, so men can condition you, men can tell you this is what, who you are, but you can fight. You can change your destiny, you can change the meaning to your name. Even though your parents tell you, you know, you're good for nothing, you will not be successful, you will be this and that. You can change that name. And so, in First Chronicles 4, just read verse 10. What did Jabez do? How did he fought for his name? Jabez cried out to God, the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Oh, that you would bless me. You know, so Jabez, he cried out to God. How many of us here, you know, when we know, you know, life is not what it should be and we are suffering, we're in pain, so we pray to God. But the Bible did not say Jabez prayed to God. The Bible tells us Jabez cried out to God. You know, some of us, we need to have the fighting spirit inside. Rather than just come before God in self-pity, hoping God will answer our prayer and bless us and extend our border, we cry out to God, God, bless me. Oh, that you will bless me and enlarge my territory. And so when Jabez cried out to God, he said, God, bless me, enlarge my territory. It wasn't a prayer where he sit there and pray and, and hope that it will happen and expect that he does nothing and it will happen. It was a prayer where he has to work it through, where he has to keep looking and seeking and say, God, how are you going to enlarge my territory? What's your wisdom? What's your plan? You know, what's, what, what do you think about this? That's the kind of prayer Jabez was praying. But many of us, we just pray, God bless me. God bless me. Nothing else. We don't do anything. But Jabez's prayer, he has to work through that prayer. He knows, God, if you enlarge, if you bless me, then I will have more responsibility. God, if you enlarge my territory, I'll have to work harder. I'll have to work longer. I'll have to put in more effort because there are more things to take care of now. But we think that God's blessing, you know, just come and we just enjoy it. Oh, God bless me. We just enjoy it. We don't pay the price. We don't need to fight. We don't need to put in the effort. So many of us, were waiting. And I can tell you, we can keep waiting. It won't come until you fight. 
until you say, Oh God, would you bless me? And then you begin to seek after God. You begin to seek after God's will. You begin to want to know what God thinks. So he's not just saying a prayer. It's wanting to know, wanting to know God's will so that you can do it, you can carry it out. But Jabez knew it's from God. So he's not going to be so busy with God's blessing and forget about God. You know, some of us, we, we are so busy. Oh, God bless me so much. You know, I'm so busy, I don't have time for church. That's not Jabez. You know, when we have nothing, oh, we, we are in church all the time. When we have everything, well, we have no time for God because God blessed me so much. But that's not Jabez. Jabez knew it's from God. He knew it's to fulfill, it's to fulfill God's purpose. So Jabez was keep seeking God's purpose, keep en- enlarging territory to bring glory and honor to God. That was Jabez's prayer. Let your hand be with me. Let your hands be always with me. That means Jabez is praying, God, I bring myself under your rulership, your lordship. Let your hands be upon me. I will submit to you. I will follow you. That's my heart's desire. He wasn't seeking after blessing for his own pleasure. He was seeking God's will. God's blessing so that God's will can be fulfilled. Let your hands be upon me. God, I will not do things without your approval. I will not do things that's outside your will. I just want you. He has entered into Israel. The name Israel. He's not fighting for himself. He's saying, God, let your hands be upon me. I submit myself to you. You are my Lord. You are my God. You are my everything. Let your hands be upon me. And then he said, keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Keep me from harm. Jabez knew there's an enemy outside that wants to rob what God wants to give him. So Jabez is praying to God, God, you protect me from this evil. From this who will steal my name, who will rob me of what you have. But God, you protect me. So Jabez understood why he need to fight. Because he knows there is an enemy. So Jabez changed the meaning of his name from being a pain to be a blessing to others. You know, honorable name that he has now rather than a cursed name that people sort of avoid. Jabez changed his name because he's willing to fight. He changed the meaning to his name because he bring himself under the hands of God. Under the hands of God. He rests from his own struggling, his own pain, and enter into what God has prepared for him. So this morning I trust that you have heard and understand the ways of God. God loves people who fight for their name. Because he knows unless you fight, the enemies who have a victory have the upper hand. But when you fight, you know, you recognize that God has a name for you. Bigger than what you have for yourself. So that you will not fight your battle 
what you think, what you want, so that you will rest from your own work and enter into His rest, His work, so that His name can be glorified. Amen. Amen. Let's rise to our feet.